previously on giving the mic to the wrong person. Uh, new guest, would you uh, will you introduce yourself to the viewing audience? Hello, uh, my name is Sean Cumming. I am Scottish person. Do you want any more than that? Uh, how, uh, I guess. The, <laughs> how long? Well, I'm how afraid l- we're going to need more. Yeah, okay, right. I uh, I live in Portland. I've lived here for about two and a half years. I grew up on, in a small town on the west coast of Scotland. I lived in Glasgow for about 10 years. I was kind of involved in radical politics there. I play music. I occasionally get jobs. I'm poor. There you go. And now for our exciting conclusion. I don't know if it's as big a problem in Scotland. It sure shit isn't in England. What the fuck is up with with transphobia, especially transphobia on the left? Like the Guardian ran, running yeah. like transphobic Guardian uh, columnists who are uh, supposed to be leftist. But well, I mean, bear in mind. I mean, you guys, the Guardian's not left wing paper. The Guardian's a, a, a liberal paper, right? I mean, right. the Guardian's not. A, a, That's kind of what I thought, but I wasn't. Yeah, certain. of course it is. I mean, the Guardian opposed uh, Scottish independence, uh, hates Corbyn. Like, I mean, these are. I mean, they're not even like particularly revolutionary. I mean, the, again, Scottish independence and Corbyn are not revolutionary currents. The, the Guardian is is. Isn't absolutely the Guardian the one where? Uh, doesn't Bill Gates like have a thing that he basically the pays Gates for? Foundation, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation uh, well, has, the, has a section. So, like, yeah, I know that there was a thing recently about, um, and people resigned. Right, there was resign uh, resignations from the Guardian. Uh, uh, due to that, right? Due to the, like a, a transphobic. I can't. Uh, what was her name? Julie Bindle. I can't remember what the whatever, But oh, it was. God. But yeah, no. But I think. Like, well, I think part of it was just because during the, during the W era, during the uh, during like the 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 early aughts, during like um, like post nine eleven, like the only way that you that anybody over here could get any sort of like non yeah go go sure. war content was you had to go you know you still had to type in guardian uk yeah. 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 Yeah, you really thought you found something back then. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I mean, I think that's the state of... But, but I mean, again, like, American... Main, again, this thing about, like, America, where people are way to the left of what's actually represented in America. People are not actually represented through... Um, I think there's maybe establish, a, establishment media. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a there's a pressure on the establishment media in the UK to. But bear in mind, the UK establishment media. We were just having a chat about it, but the UK establishment media is a sewer as well, predominantly. No, no. Yeah, Murdoch I mean, owns more of it than, than he does even here. Yeah, and like, and you know, like, I'm not saying that the, the journalists who work for them. You know, like the the bear in mind the the the, the printmakers union and stuff, and the printmakers union was smashed in the in the was a really early victim of, of Thatcherism, right? Mm. And the and the kind of power of like Fleet Street is is diminished, and the power of 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 the union, the journalist union. You know, the actually, I mean, the journalist union, um, the members of the journalist union you meet, you meet in demonstrations are pretty radical. So, like, actual indiv- and I've, I've read. I mean, again. Friends of mine who are revolutionary socialists right. have been sub editors of newspapers in Britain, right? So it's not the actual journalists, it's the it's the it's the actual editorial teams. Yeah, the gatekeepers. It's the gatekeepers, right? right. Of the press are the way more openly reactionary than even in the US, mm. right? Jeez. Traditionally, right? Like way more like I mean like the, 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 there is there, there are very strict liable laws in the United Kingdom as well. But bear in mind to to challenge those you're taking on 
multi-million dollar. So most people don't. Right. You know, they will destroy you, absolutely destroy you if they can. Right. And I think that's um, part of that. So like. I, I, you know, like the 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 Guardian itself. Yeah, you're right. Like, can appear to be more left wing because of the, there's no representation of anything but except for liberalism in the American media. Right? Yeah. So, so let's. So, but but anyway, but back to the the. Gen- quit dodging the question. <laughs> can, so, I, can, can I? Can I jump up in these really quick? Because <laughs> I don't know if this yeah, is what you're talking is. about. But there's there's people in uh, in academia in the UK, mm. like most predominantly this woman named Kathleen Stock. Mm. I can't remember her if it's if it's her. She's, she's, she's what's called she's a, a gender critical feminist. Oh dear! Uh, I I actually you should look into it. Is okay. all I'm trying to say. Uh, but um, I don't know if that's what you're talking about. No, I think it's I think it's more than I think. There's plenty of stuff because it's like there's a reason why like even like ostensible like non conservative media figures were coming down against like mermaids and oh, just fuck. that's that's just. I mean, I don't think that's what I'm talking about. No, so I'd like to but, withdraw. No, but that's quite an interesting point more than anything else. There is definitely something. I mean, you can maybe speak more. I mean, I I know that. I mean, I know transphobia is a. I mean, like I mean, like everywhere. Like I mean, trans people in Britain are going to be more more likely to be vict- victims of, of violence. They're going to be more likely to be. I worked in uh, again. I worked in homelessness, so I saw that they were more likely to be homeless. Mm-hmm. They were more likely to be um, to be excluded from the workforce. They're more likely to be discriminated against. They're also revolutionaries, right? Loads of trans people in Britain, right? There's also, like, that's the also thing. They're more likely to be revolutionaries. As well. Right. Right. Yeah, and I think that Jeremy's stepping away, so I'm... Go on. Jacob, do you want to take hosting duties over? Okay, it seems like he doesn't. All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that I, I, I don't know a lot about it, so that's why I don't want to talk, uh, you know, too much out of school, but, but there is uh, some sort of referendum business going on right now about... about um, about people's declared gender versus like, and and whether that sh- should be allowed in like historically, uh, gen, you know, you know, uh, gendered spaces. Uh, well, yeah, that, that's what Jeremy's talking. Well, about. no, well, it's sim- actually it's it's related because, but I always mean it because of it is, it's almost like there's a weird acceptance even in like the liberal, liberal UK press for like openly transphobic people. Or columnists and whatnot. It's like a lot of shit that it's like that. Um, I don't know. It's like that here would get open. Well, hopefully would get open would get hit back harder against. But you never fucking know. But I think part of it is like, wasn't there? There's like a there is the. I can't remember. It's I can't remember. It's it's related to the Scottish Census, but of like it is I mean, the. You sent me that article, right? Yeah, if like it's like the. I can't remember what the fuck the name of it is. It's there's a census, yeah, in Scotland. The, the census is coming up also. With like there's like, and there's it's like actually the gender. UK census coming up as well, similar to the US census. And I think there was a question that the in Scotland that they wanted to alter, which was about gender. Yeah, it's a gender. It was a gender question, and there was people campaigning to have an option of uh, of a variety of gender mm. on that on that question. Yeah, um, and this I, is much more basic than what I'm talking about. So yeah, yeah. But but I think there's a bigger question within that about. I mean, the UK is a homophobic place. It's like not 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 every day is. But but it's definitely like the state in itself is transphobic. The state is you know like because capitalism is in, in the sense is is transphobic and and uh, you know like it's it's it, conservatism is in the ascendancy. Therefore, you have a lot more homophobia. You have a lot more uh, transphobia. Um, but 
I don't know. I mean, I don't know exactly what that I mean, I, I guess it seems to me that capitalism will be, when the time comes, maybe it's not come yet, but will be very welcome to a, a new trans identity because that's a new way to divide up human beings. I think in terms of like neoliberal capitalism, it is also a way of inc- of like including people into the marketplace. That's what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. So, so what I'm saying is like I feel like that's what that's the that's a trend. I'm not saying that you know this is a phenomenon that will have many divergent trends, but that is certainly a trend I see, which is that there is a definite you know I mean I would call it I wouldn't want to say petty bourgeois, but like but like a a a, a trend towards inclusion of this uh group of people because and and they should be included that's not what i'm arguing against it's just that you know capitalism's bad so we need yeah. to find a way to like attract these people I away think, from capitalism I think the, the thought is maybe the the idea of and you can apply this all things if you found this a thing? gender recognition act that's what it's called all right okay let's talk about it <laughs> i wonder <laughs> yes, that's, which that's, fast food company is going to be the first to have like a burger or something <laughs> yeah, that right. is like the trans burger. Okay, are they just really go over, all in on it? Are these Wendy's? Wendy's definitely. Over say yeah. over here or over there or either <laughs> here. Okay. Here is always going to be first. Brenton is not going to get on that way. It's way lagging behind in terms of like the brand identity wokeness. Brenton is far behind, like far behind Because people actually do you know what people in Brenton would just be like, "Fuck off!" Like <laughs> this is fucking just dog shit. What the fuck are you talking about? Like. They just yeah. don't like that style of marketing. I don't Is think people don't saying? like that style. People like irreverent. People like the style of marketing. It's like, uh, I hate you. You're a scumbag. You should buy this because you suck. Yeah. Drink Red I Bull. Think, yeah. Drink Red Bull. Look, <laughs> I'm going to punch you in the face if you don't drink this. So it sounds kind of like a. You're a lad. You like fucking lad shit. <laughs> drink this fucking beer. Idiocracy. Yeah. Basically, Is it, that's. Yeah. Is that's, it. Is it. Uh, Iron Brew? What the hell is that? Stuff? Iron Brew, yep. Okay. That's that soda from Scotland. Tournament Scotland, right? yep, yep. And what is the, what's the other... Um, Made oh. in Scotland from Gardos, there you go. The like, thing that, what's the, the flavor of Iron Brew? Iron Brew flavor is Iron Brew flavor. Oh, it's the only thing yeah. that tastes I like that? I just realized, okay. yeah, the other thing that that's, uh, that uh, Amber Ailey Frost talks about, because uh, a lot of... No, not just her, but also uh, on Giant Bob, they talked about how when... Uh, when live streaming through PlayStation 4 became a thing. Uh, Jeff Gersman would talk about how he'd get on these like UK and Scottish live streams and Buckfast was always oh, Buckfast, a, yeah. uh, was a regular was a regular feature of so Buckfast many like... I don't know that one. Is that a soda? Buckfast is definitely not a soda. Okay. If you drink Buckfast like a soda, you're in trouble. Is it um, like Four Loco? Is it like malt liquor? It, it's... Uh, people compare it to Four Loco, but it's nothing like it. It's... it's uh, caffeinated wine oh god it is like four local let's then. do it um i have some in the house we can totally do it one night. <laughs> oh god i kind of want to i kind of want to taste this just what? jacob got really excited yeah, let's do this right now <laughs> let's go i don't think you meant this it's, house um, unfortunately the my house my house um i and i'll get some i can bring you back something some over in britain Hell it's yeah. it's really good i used to love it we'll pay the import duty or whatever no 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 i'll just bring it back in my suitcase <laughs> i think i'm allowed a few bottles we go, I, we I go used to do it when a I, bottle cost i used to drink it when when i played in that was a, my rider when we put my band would play and we'd always have a couple of bottles of Buckfast because you can drink it right and like not like beer beer makes you feel a bit heavy and 
right? Oh, but, but this gets you. But this, this is gets a, you smashed, but also you're totally awake. It's a stim. Yeah, it works yeah, like a stim. It's a stim, right? So it's like an upper and a downer, right? And it's just like it's perfect. Uh, the best thing it says uh, made by it's made by Benedictine monks, right? Allegedly, and it says <laughs> on the label it says Buckfast tonic wine. It's called a tonic wine. Oh god! It says does not imply any health giving properties, <laughs> which is one of our favourite. God, we, I just realised we transitioned from talking about transphobia in the UK to talking about Buckfast. Uh, god, god bless Dirtbag Leftist Podcasting. Yeah, we're we're uh, several beers in. Yeah, not, we're, we're honest, not Jacob, least. but I am. You know, I'm not. I'm saving myself for Buckfast. I don't have any with me. I can get some. I do. I do. I do have a dark gross uh, we, curiosity. Uh, we were told it was a Scottish we tradition could, to bring buck fast make, to we every. Could, yeah, we could probably make it in the bathtub <laughs> very quickly. Uh, okay, so but transphobia and, and technicality—they don't only uh, have a shower. Want, I mean, like again, I don't know much about that. I think one of the one of the main things is again that there is like, I mean, I think. It's very similar situation. There's there's horrific transphobia. Mm. There's a really good uh, one thing I would want to say. There's a thing called the Tie Campaign in in Scotland, and it's really worth looking up. How, uh, can you spell it for T-I-E, us? T I E like tie, like a um, uh, like a bow tie. Yeah, uh, campaign, and it's led by um, two two people in Scotland, and they've been basically it's about um, LGBT plus uh, education. Um, and getting that into schools, and they've been really successful. Awesome. And there's now going to be, like, trans education in schools in Scotland, which is amazing, right? And and it, that was a thing, again, around the independence referendum, to, to kind of go full circle back. Mm-hmm. The, the people who were involved in setting that up started off in the independence movement. They were radicalised by the independence movement. And really worth looking up, any of your listeners want to look that up, the Thai campaign, a really positive thing actually to come out of that was that um, that they they pushed for that in Scottish schools. So now Scottish schools have, and there's again transphobia, but, but pushed back by the right, pushed back by you know like conservative forces uh, on that as it's being introduced into Scottish schools. Um, and I think, but it's still a big victory. You have to see that that's a big victory, and that's about people again. Ordinary. These are working class people who did this. This was not a thing from on high. This was about ordinary people organising to fight for that um, for for a long time. And I think you know, like that. That's always been the thing that I always go back to, which is any changes happen because ordinary working class people fight for them. You know. Excellent. All right, and on that note, we have been going for quite a while. Uh, any any questions uh, or, any other, or any other topics that any of you all think that we haven't hit or covered enough upon? Just in case. Oh, man, I feel like I'm opening too much. but no, uh, no. Well, I can make it short. If you question. Well, throw, if you're, at this point, throw it out and we'll see what we can do with it. So just for, for people listening that might not be familiar, uh, like there is definitely a left case, of course, for... Brexit. Yes. So, what, could you summarize that as quickly yeah. as possible? I think yes, there's also you. there's also like, and I mean like twelve seconds. And I'm, I can I'm do it. Right. It's, it's, take, I'm just take, kidding. Take, 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 yeah, take I, as much I time. Can as totally do. There's also like uh, I was saying earlier on. I think Costas Lapavitas has written a book about this recently, and I think it's really worth reading, where he goes into the history of um, the, uh, the European Union. 
Uh, there is a left case. Um, the left case is that the European Union itself is a neoliberal project. Yep. It is anti-democratic. Yep. It's about austerity and privatisation. It's also racist. It is a colonial project. Yep. Um, the European Union has a... Um, a, a private private army essentially frontier frontiera right which which sets up has set up concentration camps on the borders of Europe it it, um, it cripples co- economies within Europe the ECB um, which is a, a function of the European Union um, which is the bank of the European Union has enforced austerity right across the periphery so there's a there's a Germany and France essentially the two major economies of the European Union and those uh, essentially uh, have been to some some degree since 2008 um protected from the ravages of capital by pushing that into the periphery so so they have enforced a a system of austerity um, into Greece and uh, Portugal and Spain and the periphery Mm. um, at the same time as the European Union and Britain by the way Britain is hugely part of this is paying private it's paying Italy and all the state of Italy and also private companies to enforce a a forces Europe People, let's be clear, migrants are dying in the Mediterranean right now. Right? Right, people are yeah. dying right now in the Mediterranean because of the European Union, because of Britain, because of the policies of... of there's actually a land bridge crossing, right? If, you, if migrants were fleeing into Europe, right, from wars again, which in Libya, in in like the Britain and America and Syria. the European Union and Syria were deeply part of, right... That if if we were interested in actually having a just Europe and a just society and some sort of like um, protection of workers and protection across borders, we would be demanding and and people would be demanding that the European Union and people are right, but the, the border crossing is closed. People are are forced to go through a dangerous crossing across the Mediterranean people are dying in that and at the same time the, the Italian government was being paid to turn people back yeah sounds sound familiar folks in terms right. of like a, uh, yeah. a so left wing that's the sorry that's the left wing case uh, is that the European is unreformable it's an anti-democratic institution that's yeah. unreformable I was going to say uh, but on your note there's, there was a there was a news hit four to six weeks ago about uh, a, um, a captain of a boat, a woman captain who literally, uh, you, you know, Star Wars fans, she literally ran a, blo- a blockade to to bring, to, she saved a bunch of like, of, of boat migrants, ran a blockade to get to, uh, to land safe, so to get them to, I think, Italy, I think. Yeah, she, Italy, she, yeah. Yep. And like they, I mean, they arrested her, and she pretty much well, said, she said, the Italian fuck yeah, I'll go back. I'll, I'll do it. You know, you let me out. I'm going to do it again. You know, The Italian government, under the right-wing uh, proto-fascist government, right, there's a bunch of, like, really fucking dodgy people in that. Oh, yeah. Who, um, the Northern League, La Liga Norte, um, who are, um, like, very far right-wing people in power, who passed a law making it illegal to to um, pick up people in the, the Mediterranean crossing Italy. So it was a law. People go to jail who are human, like basically yeah. the law of the sea, right? You you're picking up people who are struggling in a, yeah, in a is- vessel, right? And they were making it illegal. And people were again pretty heroic people, activists have been breaking that blockade. They've been forcing the forcing the, the and that but the EU are backing that. The EU are paying for those ships to like there was points where ships were water canning, like using water cannon on um, migrant ships. 
like people fleeing horrific conditions yeah i mean i i was talking weirdly i was talking to to, to my friend about this and, and I made a connection which I hadn't thought about we heard the stories about Libya right and the slave markets yep right slave markets in Libya are a function of the fucking EU right the, the, they are causing and they kind of opened up basically because of our invasion of Libya yeah right? or, or yeah. massive bombing so, too, so, yeah. so the, the people who are, who are fleeing persecution are being stuck in Libya right and are then becoming victims of these slave gangs so, so as opposed to people being allowed to to come across the, a safe crossing, they're being forced into Libya and then becoming victims of these of uh, of this uh, slave trafficking, right? So the EU is essentially like, and Britain's part of it again. Not and Britain would still be part of it out of the EU. The ruling class in Britain would still probably be part of that, right? But they are actually causing that to exist, right? <laughs> they're actually creating that the conditions by which that can exist. So look, that, dude, if you gotta have some slavery to make <laughs> capitalism work, you know, hey, right? I mean, like, it never went away, right? Yeah, it was yeah, it, it, the old classic books about how, you know, imperialism as the highest form of something, um, something, something, something. Yeah. Well, we um, on a downer note, on <laughs> on a downer well, note, on a downer note, because we were having fun until now. I, I think also that I want leave it on an upper note. There's 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 a lot of people. In, in Britain who are like right now there are I mean the, the things that that make me feel good are like looking at Hong Kong that's amazing right yeah. look at 1.7 like, fucking million, million people 1.7 fucking million people right and also like Algeria Sudan um, Yulika um, actually even in Britain people are win- fighting and winning strikes they're um, also here we've got Fred Meyer workers are balloting for strike action if they go on strike that's a big fucking deal yeah, I was saying, they, they, they go on strike and like Jesus I just the, the people I know my my own personal hap, you know like shit I gotta you know it's such a central thing of like where I get you know supplies from it's like okay it's right? time to like you know reconfigure a lot of things I'll be fine I use self-checkout <laughs> we should uh, we beat the system folks <laughs> that's called the stealing aisle I believe <laughs> Uh, but we should get down to those picket lines, right? That's the thing, right? Yep. That's what we do. Right? Support your local pickets. There was a picket earlier this week. Uh, OHSU, I think, had one, and yeah. OHSU did. Yeah, uh, 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 you can see. Yeah, keep an eye out for these things. That they come. Up, um, by the time you hear this, there, there are going to be some other ones. Um, uh, as so there, there's a local, there's even a local, uh, a local labor newsletter called Northwest Labor Press, nwlaborpress.com. It is um, written and I think edited by. Uh, a, a DSA member and past guest of the show, Don McIntosh. Also, Portland uh, Jobs with Justice, right? They they put Justice good, yep. good newsletter, and you can find out like they every week. I get one which is like, "This is what's happening. This is what's happening. This is the strike. Yeah, they, this is the demonstration." I get emails from them too. Yeah, yeah. support them. Support them how you can. Uh, bring donuts. Bring pizzas. Bring waters. And personally, I called it uh, this weekend on Fred Meyer. I was. I'm. I. I have a Fred Meyer like almost literally a stone's throw away, and mm-hmm. I, I have to go elsewhere for my groceries now. Yeah, the uh, the Fred Meyer uh, that was a stone's the throw away. The Proud Boy Fred Meyer. Yeah, yeah the, the fucking Proud Boy Fred Meyer. Because yeah. anyway, well, I saw a thing that said that the Fred Meyer where that Proud Boy meetup was happening decided to have all of their cars towed. That was 2018. That was not that was things that was never established if it was this year or not. Ah. But ha- last year it definitely happened this year. It's a it's a different story. 
because we i mean i say this as someone we we might have motored by the fred meyer <laughs> and, and actually like snapped photos of like oh so that's what proud boys looked like in the flesh wearing both both those fucking uh the uh you know, what are they called hats no no not just no not not just maga hats what is the what is the brand that they wear i don't know the, the, the those, perry those. something Oh, Fred Perry? Yeah, the, the Fred, uh, oh, Fred Perry shirts and hats that you could spot. Like, Fuck oh, shit, there's a fucking... Fuck Fred Perry as well. Fuck those guys. Yeah, I know him. Um, anyway, so... Is that that's... a British thing? Oh, there was totally a British thing. It was a mod thing as well. Oh, okay. Ruined it. They've ruined oh, it. Oh, so this is... They fucking ruined it's it. It's another thing they took from the skin. It was, like, lame, actually, in the 90s because, like, all the fucking shitty Oasis guys started wearing Fred Perry, but then it started the, to get like a bit more acceptable that you could wear it again and then they fucking ruined it. I thought I thought they were all like, I thought the like the Oasis guys were all in like Burberry or something. No, no, there's definitely like a mod Fred Perry revival in the 90s, yeah. Oh, okay. Huh. But fuck them. Fuck them. Right. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah, okay, so yeah, uh, fuck them. And uh, again, this has been, we have uh, we have, we've crossed continents here in our conversation, ladies, uh, ladies and gentlemen and uh, and folks not uh, particularly adhering to that particular that binary. Do you guys not have Fred Myers? No, no fucking oh. Fred Myers. You've got Tesco, mate. <laughs> you got know. fucking Tesco. You know, Tesco's <laughs> and Sainsbury's and uh, Sainsbury's, Tesco, and uh, Aldi's. Yeah, Lidl. We do have we do have Aldi's here. They can get like Jaffa cakes. I've had Jaffa Cakes before. I have too. The only yeah. reason I know about Jaffa Cakes is thanks to the Yogg's cast and the internet. For me, it was the uh, the movie The Commitments. <gasps> Fuck, that's a good movie. I, I love that movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we, that was we've covered a lot. to the guest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said fucking it's not, Ireland. <laughs> it's not even Scottish. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Highlander, right? Yeah, Highlander. <laughs> oh, man, we should. Uh, I'll come back and we can talk about Highlander for a Yeah, just the, or the yeah the, the film career of uh, Russell oh, McCahey. Um, so with even Slade, Clan McLeod. Slade's not out. Colin McLeod of the Clan McLeod. It's Northern English, right? The best Scottish bands are um, Bay City Rollers. The Bay City Rollers. <laughs> no, the best Scottish the bands Bay City are Rollers. the Vaseline's, uh, Jesus and Mary Chain. Um, uh, disagree. Middle of the road. The Bay City Rollers and. Uh, Bell and Sebastian. Yeah, Bell and. Oh yeah, Bell and Sebastian. They're no, great. no. There's a thought. Orange. There's uh, orange juice. Mogwai. Uh, Mogwai. Yes. Uh, 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 we were promised jackpacks. <laughs> Dude, Coldplay are English as hell. Are you kidding me? You think any? Th- is any? Is any self? What self-respecting Scotsman is gonna? Never mind. Someone actually, uh, someone bought me tickets to see Coldplay once. I was so fucking distraught. I was like. Oh, so wait, is well, there, they, no, they have two good songs. Who's, who's, Sco- who's Scottish glam rock? Slade. No one. Slade's not. So no, Scotland is too grey for glam rock. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's no, so you get to Scot- Scotland. Is, Scotland let this wear like 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 this part? It led into like everybody was wearing like, the, the time. Yeah, no, Scot- <laughs> Scotland is, is part of where like it, it's part of where part of where shoegazer came from. But um, I said like, glam- glam- glam rock, Jeremy. Glam rock earlier, yeah. No, one. God, there's the no, fuck? there's no I Scottish glam rock. I don't know. Was, I have to, I, 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 I'm gonna have to research that. Space City Roll as close as you get. I have no fucking. No, the, yeah, the, the shit pop. I don't think that, the, the, but there's, there's no glam there. It's, it's, it it's, was it's, really it's, not a fucking glam place in the seventies, man. No, it's. Uh, are you looking right. up seventies Scottish glam rock? I hope you are. There's gotta be something. Well, there's gotta there's be something wrong with Google because I searched for just Scottish bands and one of the results is Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, okay. 
Nailed it. Uh, Red Hot Chili Papers. Red Hot Chili Papers, my friend. Oh, God. Red Hot Chili Papers. They do covers. The worst fucking band in the world. Oh, man. You you were talking about the Scottish Arsles earlier on. That's fucking them. The worst. Uh, I'm on record here, right? And people in Scotland can come at me because I actually knew somebody who was their sound tech. But the Red Hot Chili Papers. The Red Hot Chili Papers are the biggest arseholes in Scotland. This is not an alleged. You can sue me for it. I don't live in Scotland. This is not liable anymore because I don't live there. They're all dead. You guys are all yeah. They're all dead. They're all dead. And they're all pricks. And they make the they did fucking like. Could you imagine a bunch of pipers doing funk rock? Could you imagine that? How bad that is. I've only just met you, but like. I guess I will. I will fight this fight with you. I guess yeah, like, like, like music fists. we're gonna play Let's out do this. with. We're gonna play it with. No, no, hang on, no, hang on. But not only me. Oh, real quick. Okay. Uh, wrapping things up, I think that I did not tell you because I completely spaced on it is one of the 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 only thing we have for a re, a reoccurring segment on our on the show is recommendations and endorsements. Is there okay. anything you've been listening to, digging on, watching, enjoying, uh, reading, or whatever that you would like to share with the viewing audience? Um, it can be anything from like band, video game to or it, uh, Garrett has uh, just, uh, usually like out of left field suggestions or whatever. That you that um, you think that people should check out. I've been thinking about this all day. Does anyone want to go before me? No, because I, compl- I I have a blank. I have two records that are old that I want to suggest. Uh, one UK, The Zombies, Odyssey, and Oracle. What a great record that yeah, is. Uh, Which uh, year? What, is that the one from sixty four? Sixty seven. I want to. Oh, say. it's the later one. Sixty seven around okay. there. Um. I, I always loved the zombies. All their 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 uh, their singles were terrific, but I never like listened to a record. And then my wife uh, was listening to Terry Gross because she loves Terry Gross, uh, and they had one of the dudes from the Zombies on there. And and I was like, you know what? I never listened to one of the records, so I listened to that. It is spectacular. It, uh, if you're if you just want like a song, and if you don't like the song, maybe you don't like the rest of the record. It's called Changes. It's about middle of the record. Second record, and I'm I'm gonna say something I never thought I would say. I am now a Frank Zappa fan. The first Frank Zappa and the Mothers uh, record, Freak Out, is amazing. I my buddy Ian turned me onto this record uh, a little bit ago, and for the past probably two months, every day I wake up, I always have a song in my head, but it's been a Frank Zappa song for the past two months. One more thing, Jeremy. Okay. The film, Days of Heaven. Terrence, T- Terrence Malick. Terrence Malick's second film. Um, it's, it's, it's it stars stars Richard Gere and other people. Sam Shepard. Sam Shepard. Deborah uh, Winger. Jeremy, take it from here. Really good. Uh, the, the I only took two film classes. Just kidding. Put it. Put a pin in it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I want to say about it is like I am a regular. Like I, I I'm not ashamed to admit this anymore. I guess maybe because I'm middle aged, but. I cry at movies uh, a lot, and that movie is the only movie that I can think of that I cried at just because it was beautiful. So those are my three recommendations. I don't remember what, what, the, what some of the last. Okay, I cried at I cried it up. 
I cried during a, 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 I cried during the sword sequence in Pacific Rim. <laughs> I cried at the. I, seen it, I cried at the the ending of uh, uh, the ending of. I think I cried during. I was border almost cried during at the end of Apocalypse Now. Uh, also, I think I cried near the almost like, teared up at the end of Heat. And I can't think of um, <laughs> heat. <laughs> no, just, just well for the climax. Maybe it's a great heat. movie. No, the fi- the final shot. Yeah. The fi- there's a very there's a very particular final the final shot with the um, um I think it's Brian Eno the, the, with the swells. Um, I'm just saying like. But Brian Eno said, was I, in heat. <laughs> if you said if you said <laughs> I cried I cried Elliot? at the end of and then said viewers at home, <laughs> what movie did Jeremy cry at? Write a list of. 150 movies. I don't know that Heat would have made that list. Speaking of the UK, one thing I did, uh, I, I watched on the... No, I didn't watch it on the way home from the DSA convention. I watched it from the way home from uh, from visiting family in Michigan, which was Fighting With My Family, which was the, the WWE ma- uh, made a biopic produced by and helped partially funded by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who also has a small role in it. It is the, the biopic of Paige, the, I guess, the big, like, like, lack of a better word, kind of like Hot Topic Malgoth women's champion at the WWE, starring, what's her, I can't remember the actress's name. She's also she's also the, the lead in Midsummer. Kate Winslet? No. Oh. No, uh, it does. However, uh, uh, the fight with family does feature uh, Nick Frost as the um, and uh, Lena Headley as the two uh, uh, pages. Two, they don't. They never use the word chav, but they're kind of. I mean, they're a little bit too old to be chavs, but they're kind of very much like working class. Uh, you know, kind of uh, you know pro wrestling parents. Does chav have an age range? I'd say yes. Okay. Um, you know, youths that you see at the, at the kind of, you know, the, uh, the youths that you see at, uh, at Lloyd Center who are kind of, uh, or like the American versions of that. But anyway, it's, I'm rambling. So you cried while watching this? I was, I was on an airplane, which, uh, thanks to, uh, reduced oxygen and just kind of like, it was a very, it was a very, uh, uh, it was a it was an it was an emotional ending. Yeah, I, I cried while watching Hot Tub Time Machine, <laughs> The Lion King one and a half. You know, I get I, I get teary. I'm you did not see, you did not see the Lion King one and a half in the I theater. I cried on an airplane taking off to Ave Maria. Wow, it's a beautiful pretty, song. Don't get me wrong. And, and, I, me. and I really think what what did you say? I said that's pretty cliched. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm a diehard Catholic though. Just kidding, I'm not, but. I, uh, oh, what did I cry to? No recommendations. Oh, I thought we were talking about no recommendations. To. Only that you cry. Either to. only things I at this point. To. Yeah, either one. Um, recommendations. Can live if living is without you. Oh, did you cry to that? Never. Hell no. Oh, okay. Um, I recommend. I've been reading um, the book Stalingrad by uh, Vasily Grossman, hmm. um, and I totally recommend that book. Totally I metal. I am a. A big, big fan of uh, Life and Fate, and this is the first translation uh, into English, and it's like a complete translation. Um, it allegedly the first complete translation of this book. Um, if you're a big fan of that book, Life and Fate by Vasily Grossman, I completely recommend it. It's actually the the prequel, if you want to use like movie language to it. It was actually it was written before, and it was published in Russia, uh, and then Life and Fate was banned, um, but. I totally recommend it. It's an incredible book. Um, I think Life and Fate is probably the... Uh, I'm going to 
go out there and say it's probably the best novel of the 20th century. Mm. And I think Stalingrad, I haven't read it yet, but is is incredible. Um, it has some of the kind of um, the problems with Soviet um, literature about, um, you know, like the the censorship of it and things. What and era? What era? This is um, so. This would have been just after the war. He was writing this in the fifties. Oh, so this would have been like Master and Margarita era. Yeah, like um, he's writing this after he's writing this after the fifties, and he, there was a there was a whole like attempt to write the new one in peace. Uh, the you know like the Soviet war and peace after oh. the Second World War, and he was right. But Grossman was also I don't know if you guys know Vasily Grossman. No, no. He was um, you aware of Life and Fate and yeah, like so. Jacob Gro- is yes. Yeah, Gross- Grossman's um, uh, was a journalist. Um, he was one of the first people to enter the concentration camps, and he. Um, so he experienced war as well. So like actually, a lot of the descriptions of. Like people in combat and people in conflict and the kind of destructive nature of the war is are are uh, absolutely devastating and really really moving. So I'd recommend that. Um, on a positive note, I've been listening to a lot of Japanese music recently from the seventies. I've been listening to like uh, the Yellow Mag- Magic Orchestra, but like the guys from the Yellow Magic Orchestra stuff. There's a record called Hosanna House. Hmm. Um, by one of the guys, it's his solo record, and it, it's it's just him trying out all these different styles of music, and that sounds terrible, but it's really really good. Um, awesome! It doesn't sound terrible. Uh, it doesn't sound the, like anything. Yeah. Until you hear it. Until you hear it. So I recommend that. It's called Hosanna. Does House. it sound like something to you, Jacob? Okay. Um, an, he 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 shook his head no. And my 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 final recommendation is Dark, the TV show Dark. On Netflix, German TV show. Oh, that sounds. I think I've seen that listed. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's like a better Stranger Things. Um, if uh, you know, like Stranger Things has that kind of like, oh, it's the eighties. Look, oh, look, look, wall look to wall, it's the eighties. Yeah, wall Germany to wall, eighties. Have an eighties. Yeah. And, so. uh, oh no, they no they had an eighties. Ber- I know they did, Jeremy. Berlin, but but like the the kind of idea of like the eighties and and um and Stranger Things is is basically like a refracted version of the 80s where it's like everything was great and everything looked neon and it was always like so all the radio tracks you've heard now are the tracks that people listen to whereas in dark it's just like no this is just like uh, you don't know this song this is like a weird radio hit from <laughs> West Germany in the 80s and everything's kind of grey and blown out it's also about time travel which I'm a total awesome. sucker for so like time travel it's about yeah it's about it's about like covering up um murder and time travel so i totally recommend that jacob you have anything i am going to recommend the boys on amazon which really surprised me because i am a really big fan of garth ennis but i probably hate the boys comic more than anything else he's written and more than a lot of stuff that other people have written like i just think it's a genuinely appalling comic for a lot of reasons and i think it's very poorly executed but the tv show is really fascinating because it takes a lot of the same ideas and injects a lot of heart and pathos and cleverness into it that i felt like the original comic was lacking and the basic idea is that superheroes are a thing but they are extremely screwed up people and 
as a result of existing in something that approximating our world, they're also run by a corporation. And so you have this elaborate dance between their corporate overseers and their own very human, often petty impulses. And that dynamic is really fascinating to see. And I really feel like it is close to the watchmen of superhero mm. TV shows in the sense that it is a deconstruction of what has come before. And as somebody who was really burned out by the Marvel movies, mm. this has been like really enjoyable and refreshing. And it is extremely screwed up and dark and disgusting. And there is sexual assault in it. There is some very extreme violence in it, but I have never felt like the show was doing that just for the sake of doing it. Not shock, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's shocking to be sure, but it's shocking for a reason. Yeah, not for Which the I felt like the comic often failed at. It was, yeah, how, how Garth Ennis... Well, how much of the good parts of Garth Ennis... Drink, yeah, drink bottles of Ennessy, people. It's uh, you know, <laughs> it'll fuck you up with dark comic books. You know uh, how much? How much of the dark of the? How, how much does the show have the bad bits of Garth Ennis, and how much does it have the good bits of Garth Ennis? There are bad bits of Ennis in there, but I feel like they've really been toned down to the point where they don't really bother me. But at one point, Carl Urban uses a super baby's laser eyes to kill somebody. So that sounds like a, that sounds like a, <laughs> well, we've all been thing. there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. And Can I tack one more thing on? Certainly. The book, Red Plenty. I read that recently. I forgot to mention it. It was on my short list to mention tonight. It's about if you like economics and you like a, a good novel and you are interested in the Soviet Union, that's a great book. Red Plenty by Francis Burford. Excellent. Uh, the only thing I will, uh, I will, I will recommend a book uh, came out earlier this year uh, by Anna Merland called Republic of Lies, American Sp- Conspiracy Theorists and Their Surprising Rise to Power. It's a good summary of a lot of books that we've mentioned before. Um, I don't necessarily agree with all of her conclusions or all of her descriptions, but it kind of it runs the gamut from um, Sandy Hook through QAnon. So it is definitely uh, worth checking out. That's uh, the, n- the latest book by Anna Merland. All right. Um, contact info, or if, if anybody if anybody wants to give out their contact info, or how can folks get a, get a hold of you, or want to get in touch with you, or if they have any questions, uh, Sean, you're our you're our esteemed guest. Do you want to go first? If folks have any, you want to get a hold of you, or if you, you have anything anything to, to promote, plug. to plug or promote, or you want to give your I don't your, have a lot of things to plug. Uh, I have a band which is called The Worst Friend, and you can find us online. Um, Type in the worst friend. There's not many bands called that. Um, I yeah, I don't have much much else to promote. I've wrote some poetry, but you know, I'm okay. I'm okay without being promoted. How can uh, let's hear about that poetry? Oh, no, I'm kidding. You do it seems like it's kind of personal to you. No, I know. So I, know. Right. I mean, I, I'm happily, but I don't have any. I can't remember it. I wrote it down. That was the reason, and I forgot it. So, um, yeah. Um, how can people find me? Um, you can find me at uh, the worst friend. Uh, to better at the worst friend. All right. Uh, either one of you want to give out any information that's new or old, or you want to promote it something? I think I'll continue a, a a theme where I recommend coming out to. Well, it's really just a a recommendation to people in the room where you can come see my band tomorrow night. Yeah. At the Landmark Saloon. Uh, it's the Norwesters, and if y'all are Morrissey fans, uh, one of Morrissey's 
opening acts from back in the day, Big Sandy will be at that show. Blake Sandy and the Flyweight Boys? Yeah, just hanging out. Yeah, that's just hanging out. I remember I I, I was in the Rockabilly scene. I play gigs with his drummer. I was in the Rockabilly uh, scene in, in Ann Arbor. I remember Big Sandy. And, and he's playing Wednesday and Thursday night, by the way, but the podcast will not I'm be not out before then. Morrissey's politics, but I'm in fact. No, yeah, yeah. Let, we don't need to get into Morrissey's yeah. politics. Uh, this is not this is a non-political plug. Uh, but, <laughs> but my group, the Norwesters, uh, this is kind of my pickup band, is playing tomorrow night at the. I'm I'm telling you guys this. So come to the Landmark Saloon tonight if you cool. want to. If you don't want to, come also. I have. A, I unfortunately have yet another meeting. Oh, here we go. Socialists in their meetings. You know what Oscar Wilde said? <laughs> yeah, too many weeknights. Yep. Either that wallpaper goes or I do. <laughs> <laughs> Honey. But really, what did, what, what did he say? Never mind. Crap joke. But, uh, Jacob, you have anything? I'm at Jacob Mercy on Twitter. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Jacob Mercy. If you really got want to, if you really want to get in touch with me, you should form a coalition party and get a referendum going. <laughs> again with your what do you do on Twitch? Again with your endlessly high standards. Game. Okay. All right, and again, uh, we do have a Patreon. So if you really, uh, you really enjoyed whatever the hell we did tonight, and you'd help <laughs> like us, if you too, really like, want. A giving the mic to the wrong person Scottish show live. <laughs> this is your chance. Yeah. Uh, kick in at uh, patreon.com slash giving the mic. Any questions, comments, and or suggestions for good Korean places to eat around town, you can hit us up at... Or in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really get into the Korean Jeremy? Scottish dining experience. There must be... I mean, at some point, there's a whole other show just to talk about, like, what, what it must be like to try to get Mexican food in, in the UK. But um, we should get every guest that's ever been on the show and just say, like, hey, where you're from? Where's the places you like to eat? That's a thought. Mm-hmm. Little um, Big Planet. Yeah, it's true. Little Big Planet. Chico's Tacos would be El Paso, Texas. Um, uh, Angelo's Coney Island in Flint, Michigan. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, and on and on, and Halo Burger. But uh, again, uh, th- like I said, tell your friends about the show, ladies and gentlemen. It's the only way, and others. Uh, that's the only way we grow. Hit us, uh, you know, g- uh, give us a like on that Facebook, facebook.com slash giving the mic. If you do have iTunes or even Stitcher, I think you can go in and please rate us. Uh, we will, we will read five star reviews on the mic. I don't think. I think we've only had one that wasn't me, but um, yeah, we'll go from there. All right, um, and yada yada yada. Uh, any final words from the assembled uh, the assembled panel? He's going to edit this so we can take our time. I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. Too bad. Too bad. But the uh, the the um, the Bengals had a uh, song called "I Got Nothing" on the Goonie soundtrack. Let him go, let him go, God bless him. Because he's moved to a country where they don't have extradition. And they don't prosecute statutory. There's no no doing better than that. The Prince Andrew When do you play a show? I'm doing it right now. Oh, nice. There you go. All right, good night, everybody.
theme song by the mysterious breakfast or cereal on SoundCloud at Chip Theme. Check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash giving the mic. So, since I see everything in terms of, like, oh, personality, have a beer, have a beer. Who, who's the biggest shithead in Scotland? Who's your Donald Trump? Oh, who's get, your... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to have a think about that. Who's, right. who's my, the biggest shithead? Like, who's the Whoa, big... Man, there's, there's so who's, many. Who's the big asshole figure? In... Oh, like, the, the kind of loud mouth idiot. Or, or somebody uh-huh. who could potentially, like, the biggest fucking asshole in Scotland that's a really hard question there's a lot of them as well I mean political asshole there's so many <laughs> you're like my neighbour there's a guy called Bob Doris who was uh, who was my neighbour he was the MP for my area and uh, no he was your actual neighbour he was basically fucking oh, my neighbour I like you know the guy down the street no no he lived in the same fucking he lived in the he lived in the rich area next to the poor area where I lived and he was the MP for that area and he was a he was a fucking shithead. I met him in a pub one time, and uh, I, I just owned him horrifically. It was it really, and he got really fucking angry. He was like, he was a repl- he basically like a a, a real life reply guy, and uh, he 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 was trying to be like really fucking like snarky and just you know like guy yeah on Twitter like guys online who are like oh. Uh, Oh fucking! I owned you with logic, guys. Right? He was one of those, and absolute shithead. Um, got very angry because we were just laughing at him and making fun of him. Um, yeah, he was just—he's a shithead. What about, the, what about the media? <clears throat> the media in Britain is obviously the most deranged. Scotland. The Scottish media bit is part of the British media bear in mind as well. So, so you have. So it's all owned by Rupert Murdoch. Well, no. So there's an independent SNP rag called the National, um, which um, is uh, a pro-independence, pro-nationalist, uh, not small end nationalism. So like not like the SNP are a social, like a oh, liberal party, right? That's that's the SNPR. So like they're not nationalists, really. Even they've got that in the title. Um, so yeah, they've got they've got a paper which is theirs called the National. Um, the Sunday Herald is like a pro Labour Party paper, like pro right wing of the Labour Party. So Andy Harbin. Um <coughs> the Herald um, is the main again liberal paper, and then you have the tabloids, which are all like London. But some of them have offices. There's one called the Daily Record, again, which is a pro-right, Labour-right newspaper, like liberal paper. Yeah. Um, and then you have the Sunday Mail, which is the same, and then you have all of the ones from London, which have offices in Glasgow. So they're all like it's Daily Mail. They've got the Scottish Mail. They've got so. Like, and it's just like a slight variation. So the Sunday, so the Sunday Mail yeah, just is like just <laughs> the Sunday Mail was the Daily Record Sunday newspaper. Okay. So like the Daily Record is the big daily tabloid. It's the most the biggest selling daily tabloid in Scotland. Like the Sun is the biggest one in Britain, but the Daily Record is the biggest one in Scotland. And it's like the tabloid rag. Um, and then they, there's like BBC Scotland and STV, which is like the main news stations. And again, they have a Scottish bent. And everything has like a slight, like a tartan sheen to it. Local like, branding. Yeah. Local branding, and it's the same shit, right? Like with with a tartan rug attached to it. 
All right, hang on, let me hit a pause, quick pause here. Well, that's the thing. Well, the image, see, the image. Oh. Oh, wow, they're actually interacting and not like uh, not like openly fighting. Oh, yeah, there's Leo, Leo and Callie Cat. Looks like they're very lazily fighting. Yeah, well, I mean, they are cats, so. Why, why put effort into something Wait, that you, you know? cats? Yeah, if you're not going to murder something, don't really put any... Callie is six or seven. Leo is maybe two-ish. Is still like over... Is like in, in teen, is a cat adolescent. Man, and that fucking it, hanging out with teenagers, though, it's exhausted. No wonder the other cat's annoyed. Yeah. But, um... I hung out with my nephews yesterday. That was, that was fucking exhausting. Right. I, I, like, the minute... No, I mean, within ten minutes of getting to their house. It's It's... You know, like eight thirty, and they're like so full of energy. Well, that's 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 where Fortnite comes in handy. Yeah, but they get those parents that are like um, screen time between. I can I confess, I've never played Fortnite. I'm I've that old now. I'm that old now. I don't play video games. Anymore. Are we all too old to play Fortnite? I don't think so. I I, I will play Fortnite with my nephews and with uh, Rachel's nephew. I play PUBG, which is like Fortnite for grownups. This is what real uh, combat. <laughs> I visited I visited my nephews uh I visited my nephews uh a few in early August because I went back and visited in Michigan and this was um where was it was it where was it where was it where was it? Kitty, shut up. So shut up. They introduced this new mechanic in Fortnite where it's just like a battle mech. And I was, I it's taught, apparently like an oh. auto win thing where I if you get the taught, battle mech, you can shoot missiles and you have like super high armor and stuff. So it's Titanfall. Yeah, except it except it's in Fortnite, and apparently even people who aren't necessarily good at Fortnite can actually win around if they can get mm. their hands on the mech. Is that socialism? I think that's open source at least. Okay. So maybe it's socialism. I don't I think mean, it, well, it's not open. It's not open source. It's just it's here's just, the, here's it's the just thing. accessible. We haven't gotten to the full socialist, you know, communist world. So this is, we're still in the dialectic. Yeah, between, you, yeah. Uh, between capitalism and socialism. It's not even, I don't even think that's revolutionary. Yeah. The, uh, long t- long time listeners will remember uh, uh, Jacob Keen and I talked to David Cribb, a.k.a. Uh, Colestia, uh, a video game maker based in Canberra, Canberra, who makes, actually makes, Canberra? Canberra. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah you, you, have to, uh, you have to force it through your yeah. nose. Canberra. Can- eh, whatever, I won't try it. No, that was great. Um, who actually does make so- I reckon uh, you got a bargain. Uh, you know, uh, socialist and situationist and post-structuralist video games out of there that we did. Uh, just look at our previous episode entitled Peggle is Not Socialist. 